Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You're on Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. That's right, y'all. You are back. You heard it. Church on the Block. We're back here this Sunday, 9 o'clock Central. Of course, 10 o'clock, whatever that other country side of the world is on Eastern Time. We're here with our great hosts, man, uh, who are uh, just brilliant scholars, theologians, MCs, DJs. Give it to us, y'all. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Pastor Jay. Glad to be on the show straight from Chi-Town, Church on the Block. Yo, who else on here with me? Uh-oh. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, DJ Ruckus. I'm not a theologian. I'm a streetologian. Oh! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Like that. Happy to be like here that. this Sunday morning with everybody. Let's do it. <laughs> Spiritual gangsters in the building. Streetologian. Street-a-logian. I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And we've been going through these series, the series called, uh, you know, Band Questions. And um, last week we talked about, you know, is therapy supposed to be in the church or is therapy a fad for the church? And today we're talking about, like, is the gospel relevant? Is the gospel relevant? And and, and what, I, what I mean by that is the um, uh, power of the gospel, is it being diluted um, because of, on one end, folks are only... Uh, that that's the only thing we we, we got to be focused on is, is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And is it is it being diluted? We'll get to in the second part of our show of the, the of the engagement of the gospel, and it's it's losing its relevancy about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. While people are doing so much for the gospel, people have even said if you put anything before the gospel, it's not the gospel. So if you say social gospel, it's not the gospel. Well, we'll talk about that in the second part of the show. But is the gospel relevant? So. First, let's talk through, and brothers, you chime in. What is the gospel? What do we understand the gospel to be? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'm I'm a very literal guy when it comes to trying to understand like what we mean by language. Yeah. I know the language has nuance, context matters, you know what I mean? Like how you understand even the words that we define a word with matter. But the bottom line is the word gospel is good news. And so for me, you know, while there is a specific like religious definition of of gospel, like a Christian, right, like definition, we got to remember at its core, the gospel is good news. Mm. And so whenever good news is brought to someone, it, it in in its general sense, it is the gospel. Any kind of good news, right? And so this is when I probably get myself in trouble, and I'll I'll get myself in trouble far more as the show goes on. (laughs) But, like, the idea that we try to narrow good news into one particular understanding is ridiculous to me. Because how can good news to you be the exact same thing as it is to me, right? 
that right. good news is based off of what is good for where I am and what I experienced in my life. And so I think that God is big enough for good news to be just that, right? And for us not to try to pigeonhole people into believing good news is only about one specific understanding. And so I'll stop there. We'll get into some more of it later. But I want to start with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't don't get it uh, uh, twisted, everybody. We believe on this show that Christ came from heaven to earth. That's right. Incarnationally. To, to show virgin, the way. Right, right. To a virgin birth. And lived on earth, faced everything we face, as, as it talks about in Hebrews, was tested at all points, yet was without sin, was a perfect man, was the son of man, quoted from Daniel chapter 7, as well as in, in, in Mark chapter 2, uh, claiming himself as the Messiah several times, died on the cross, rose from the grave, Come and on. is now indwelling in our hearts as we make a decision to trust and accept him as our Lord and Savior. That is the gospel. We believe that. We live 100%, that. Right? 100%. Yes. The Apostles' Creed is on the website of my church. We believe mm. it, okay? 100%. Yes. I just said yes. The scriptures are God's truth, right? There's so much in scripture as the North Star. I see the scripture as the, as the North Star. It is that it is that foundational uh, uh, teaching and understanding of how to live, how to learn, how to love uh, as human beings, the way Christ would have us to live and love and learn, right? And so it is without question that the foundation of who we are as, as men and women on this show, producing the show, believe uh, in, in, in Christ as the foundation of our, of our faith. Uh, uh, DJ Ruckus? Yeah, you know, the gospel for me is a gift. It is God's way of saying, you know what, I've given you all plenty of stories and plenty of other things of, of how I want you to do things. But now I'm going to send my son. Mm. And not only am I going to send my son, I'm going to send my son to be sacrificed for you. And before he's sacrificed, he's going to show you how to live, how to walk, how to be, how to love and how to to stand up and how to fight for what's right. Yeah, it's instructions. It's instructions for my heart, how to live life with my heart, mind, body and soul. That's what I get from the gospel. Yeah. And, and as Jay say, it's going to be different a little bit for all of us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I don't, you know, <clears throat> I think this is what I mean when I say like trying to make sure that we don't assume that that good news is the same for everybody. I'm not saying where that good news emanates from. Right? right. Like I'm a Romans 116 guy. I'm all for that. Not the same with the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God to bring salvation to everyone who believes first to the Jew, then to the Greek. Yes. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. The righteousness that's by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Right. I'm a hundred percent believing that the story of Jesus Christ's life, death, burial, resurrection, and I'm sorry, y'all, we need to say ascension and return. Because if that's not part of the gospel, you ain't talking about all of it either, right? Are imperatives. But at the same time, the way that that will show up for someone as good news is as varied as the people that God created. And that's what I was stating at the beginning. Is that, and that's why saying to someone that good news only is about spiritual things or only about your final resting place can be problematic because maybe that's not what's good news to me in my current situation. Yeah. Right. I mean, when I when I um, you know, came to faith in Christ, I was at a church in uh, Kansas City. 
uh, St. Uh, Jameson Temple. Uh, it was a CME Christian Methodist Episcopal, uh, Amy Zion, CME Zion. And, 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 and Jesse L. Douglas was the pastor. And we, we, uh, 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 we preached a sermon on Easter and, you know, you're going to die and go to hell. I did not want to go to hell. And at that time, I'm already singing in the choir. So there must have been some kind of like, you're okay, even though you're going to hell, you can sing in the choir, some kind of situation. But uh, <laughs> I came in off that choir loft, man, and came to faith in Christ. And, and that was before my eighth grade year. And it was all about, I don't want to go to hell. I want this Jesus. I want this God. I want to live this way. And it was it was a spiritual a mysterious, mysterious move of all of that. And, 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 I, and I claim that reality of that understanding of the gospel and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ at that moment. Now, living that thing out was a different situation, right? Living that thing out was a different situation. But as I grew and, and, and became called into ministry and accepted call in ministry, I began to like mimic the same kind of fear, right? I began to say that when I go into it, we had an evangelism team. It was I'm talking about roughneck evangelists. They was rough. They, I mean, good rough. Like they were, they going to, we going inside of dope houses. They, they, we holding our breath, man. Put the crack pipe down. Put, put the crack, put the crack pipe down right now, real quick. I didn't tell y'all something. It was, it was like rough. They was, come on, we going up in here, yo. So I kind of adopted that same kind of. Hey, we we grimy. We go everywhere. I go by myself, but our script was always because of the area in the projects. You die today. Are you sure you'd go to heaven and be with the Lord? It had nothing to do with. It and a, a purpose or plan that God has for your life. It was about scaring your behind that right now you're on these streets, you, though you homeless and, 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 and was that your fault or whatever the thing was projected on that piece, right? That this gospel is going to save you from hell. And you, and, and you, it wasn't about living today. It was about not dying tomorrow without Christ. Right. And that began to be um, uh, the thing. And who, Whatever situation you're in, and no matter what your state of mind is, who hears that, like, oh man, you 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 can get you scare scare people into the faith, right? Right, scare people into the faith, right? And and man, I was doing that, and we were bringing folks to Christ, and we we're doing this kind of st- stuff like that. But it wasn't it wasn't the uh, the fully the full gospel of that piece, right? And and not full gospel. We're talking about denominationally in that context, other than the, the full breadth of what life is like in Christ as a uh, a Christ follower in that context, right? And then you go into, I'm preaching now, I'm preaching. I'm at a spot, I'm preaching at a, a, a big, huge uh, ministries uh, conference with young people. And I'm you know, doing, doing two days and I preach. People come to faith and coming down. And, and it was a great night. It was a second night. It was a, a week-long thing. They just gave me two nights. It was a biracial gig, going to do two nights and everybody else going to preach after that. So I, I go out to eat with the guy who led the thing and he sits down with him and he says, man, Phil, that was you know, it's good, good work. You're a good motivational speaker. Like, like I'm not a gospel preacher. You know what I mean? It was something about the fact that he wanted some buzzwords he wanted that die today, go to heaven and be with the Lord type of stuff, or or something that about your sin, something condemning to create a sense that you need this gospel because you're condemned so bad, right? And and I'm like, yo, I was so cr- I was crushed for years with that. Like I was suspect, man. Am I? preaching a God. I'm not going to take that speaking thing because I don't know if I'm even preaching the gospel. Like it was, it would mess me up because it's 500 kids in this thing. Did I do something wrong to them? Like, I'm not messing, you know, all these things I'm dealing with. Like, so talk about the gospel, right? How people have made it irrelevant around scaring you to the faith around hold fast to that. How is this really lived out? How is this thing really that way? It, it, is, is it, is it just once I once I come to faith in Christ and I'm saved, 
right? That, that, that language uh, uh, in, that, in that context, and I'm redeemed. Um, is that it now? That, that, that everything else is going to just manifest itself some kind of super, super naturally, some, some kind of way? Because uh, I'm still living with this crazy nephew in my house who just got out of jail, and he he over here smoking weed, and I tell him not to, but he got the box on his, got the ankle bracelet on, and I can't kick him out. But man, my house smells like a whole dope house. And how does the gospel relevant? And and you know, I can't leave the house. So we watch all these things that happen in real life in, in, in that context, and so the relevancy uh, of the gospel is found in the incarnation of Jesus Christ, you know, and we're going to talk about that a lot more in the second part. I just really want to hammer in the fact that none of that, none of that living it out comes without the understanding and the grasping of the fact that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, that Jesus Christ is a, is a, is a God incarnate in the flesh. And he came from heaven to earth. And, and the beauty of him being tested at all points, when you look at your life and your humanity, and you look at the temptation of a man or a woman, a temptation of drugs, temptation of drinking, temptation of money, temptation of cheating, temptation of getting over, temptation of whatever it might be, um, is a, comes with our humanity. It comes with, our, with, 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 with our humanity. But we can't see those things coming at us and experiencing life that way and just and, and just and just say, Jesus, 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 do it, right? There is uh, a living it out, a, a flushing it out. And I believe the core uh, reality of the humanity of Jesus Christ comes, comes because of the deep relationship that God has wants to have with us, right? You find the disciples, to me, um, like every other guy, you and, other, and the women who are disciples with Jesus, Regular people, they just regular guys. They may know the Bible, Old Testament more than than the average uh, non-Jewish person. But when you look at the relationship we had with him, I mean, Christ came to, I mean, when he said, Who do you who do people say that I am? Man, you this cat, you that cat, you Elijah, you, 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 you John the Baptist. But who do y'all say? Peter said, Yo, you the Messiah, you the son of the living God. What? He that that came from God. Then he goes and said, you know, I'm about to die in a little bit, a few days. He come, he pulled him off to the side, yo, you crazy. Yo, we, I gave my whole life up. Are you tripping? And in that relationship, he can say that to God, who he just said was God. That's, to me, the good news. The good news is that intimate relationship you have with God that you can say, God, you crazy right now. This is not working for me. I'm at this church or I'm serving over this way. I'm at this job. And God says, I got you. I'm, I'm, that intimacy, that, that to me is the good news. Yo, this is Church on the Block. We're going to come right back and, and, and get busy with this here in a second, man. Yo, you're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the street. Do not, you hear me? Do not touch that dial. Do not touch that knob. Don't unplug the Bluetooth. Stay right here with us. Yo, Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio on Sirius XM. Right here with my great host, Pastor Jay, DJ Ruckers. And we doing this whole thing on... Um, uh, band question. And is the gospel relevant? Is the gospel relevant? Maybe a bold question to say, like, are you saying that God and Jesus is not relevant? Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We talked about in the first half of the show that we believe as men of faith, women of faith, that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he came from heaven, dealt with all the stuff in life. Scripture's talking about he was tested at all points, yet was without sin, died on the cross and rose from the grave. The good news is that God loves us so much that he was sent his son because God is holy. Nothing unholy can be in his presence, but because God loves us so much, he's like, yo, I got to do this. And he took off the robe of, of deity, put on the robe of humanity and came and dwelt among us. 
That right there is the part we're talking about in this section. Is this dwelling among us? Is the gospel relevant? It, and I talked about how I was out there sharing the gospel. If you die today, you go to heaven to be with the Lord. It was a fear-based dri- driving you to, you gonna hit, you know, they shoot out here in these streets. You got this gang, that gang, pop, pop, pop. You heard it yesterday. You finna die. So you're going to come to faith before you die. But it had nothing to do with the fact that God has a big purpose for your life. The hundred and something years, the 80 years you're going to live, God wants that for you to, to, to glorify him in being a teacher and being a janitor and loving uh, people as God has loved you. He has a plan for your life. And I learned later that that's the way to share the God. But yo, man, there's a plan for your life. And, and, and I, I want you to let, I want you to know God has a, has a plan for you that way. And that plan is this intimate relationship with Christ. What does it really mean to have an intimate relationship with God? Like people want a relationship with, you know, with, with, you know, uh, KG, <laughs> I want to know KG, Joe. I, want, I mean, I saw some stuff on Tic Tac. Well, Tic Tic Tac. That's a new app that's coming out. Go Tic Tac. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it Tic-tac. here first. Tic Tac, come out. Give me my oh, money. This is no, for people but, with uh, bad breath. <laughs> the reality of Katie walking through somewhere in New York, young kid stuck his hand out. I'm not going to wash my hand again. He was so geeked to have a, a semi connection with, 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 uh, with KD in that way. So it, it, I said that we went with other people. We have that intimate relationship with God. Now, how does that gospel become relevant and lived out? Brothers, how does that, how does that, sister, how does that become relevant to us for real? Yeah, man. I don't even understand how the gospel, uh, you could probably tell from my, my sentiments on the first section. <laughs> <laughs> as I tried to wait till we got to this section to really talk. Like the bottom line is, man, the only way you can understand good news, the only way you can understand the gospel of Jesus Christ is by understanding how that impacts us in our context and our lived reality every day. Right. I tell people all the time, I grew up old school missionary Baptist church. What I understand the gospel was all about songs like, you know, some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. Right. And so our whole idea was like flying away and going to some other place. You know, if you want to know where I'm going. Yeah, feel like I hear you with the vocals. Right. <laughs> So don't, don't sleep on me. Come on. I see you said you came out the quiet stand to get saved. Well, I heard is even crying. Look at it. Brought him to tears. <laughs> Look at the Lord. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh... <laughs> emotional right now. He is tearing up, though. You're emotional right now. <laughs> so, yo, the idea that the gospel was all about someday, it had nothing hey. to do with today. True. Is the way I grew up. And it for me, it, this whole gospel thing, this whole thing of understanding Christ's relevancy in my life did not begin to make sense until I understood that the good news of Jesus Christ did not only impact my someday, like my eternal resting place, my eternal uh, eternity with God, Mm -hmm. but the eternity is forever without beginning and end, which means it starts now. And that my life now is a dress rehearsal for what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And so therefore, the way I love, the way I think, the way I, I treat my neighbors, the way I vote, the way I buy things, like all the things that I do in my life are impacted by this good news that Jesus loved me so much that he left the comforts of heaven, came down to the wilds of earth, lived through all the stuff I got to live through and died and was raised again so that I could live. Right. Like now that changed my life. Right. And right. so the lived reality 
of like how it changes the way we live now, how we see tangible change in people's lives in neighborhoods in communities in culture. That is the gospel. Right. And when we see that now, we understand why it's good news. Right. <laughs> right. Man. Right. How's it good news in a, as an evangelist when you walk to the door to a, with a woman with a, like 10 crying babies and try to tell her about, you know, if you die today with, with she don't care nothing about that. Like right now right. she got 10 hungry babies in there crying. What the, what your news got to say to her right yeah. now? What'd be good news to her in that moment? That's yeah. what I meant earlier. So anyway, yeah. go ahead, T. I'll be preaching. Yeah. Yeah. You preaching. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Um, yeah. I got to come behind that. That's, he done sang the songs and everything. Well, go ahead and bust the vocals, mine. Oh, there we go. Oh, we got, we got a quartet. We got a quartet. You know, I, I, you know how I live out the gospel. Um, I use the gospel in a similar way as Jay. Um, the way I live it out, though, is as I say, as I always say, I, I consider myself a Christ follower, and so I look at the gospel as a way for me to take real life situations, real life things that I go through. And I analyze them according to the way that I'm living my life right now. And I'm asking myself, man, is this what God would do? Am I doing things the right way? Um, or is there something I need to switch up? Um, so that that's kind of, the, one of the things in, in the ways that I I live out the gospel. So a, a voting, for example, uh, I'm going through a series of asking myself, well, was Christ, which party would he represent and how would he vote? And, and so I'm looking at the gospel to try to help me answer some of those questions so that I can figure out what my place in my, it, what my job is as a follower in today's society is right now. I mean, the, the fact that um, everything else that we do in life has to have, like, you know, experiential kind of validity to it, right? Like, you can't just drive, learn to drive on uh, online, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you have to have that, that flushed out. And I say that because the relevancy of the gospel and or the irrelevancy of the gospel is on the fact of the life of those who follow Christ, right? And, and if you're following Christ in a way that is fearful, then you end up raising up people who are fearful, right? Fearful mm -hmm. of, and they're fearful mm -hmm. of new things. Well, hip hop shouldn't be in the church to even music shouldn't be, why are you playing these keyboards in the church? All of that kind of stuff, right? And so there is, um, uh, uh, I think to me, the simplest way to go back to the root is wait a minute, Jesus came to this filthy, nasty, crazy, I mean, evil world. As God, who wants to do that? Who wants to leave a nice, comfortable crib and go out into the, into the Chicago winter? Nobody wants to do that. You're nice and warm. You're in, you know, you're in the house in some shorts. You just hang, oh, good food. One watching your favorite show. And like, Nobody wants to go outside like that. So look at it from, from that kind of crazy angle, but Christ did. So, but, but why? So that there could be a lived out, touchable faith that's relevant to what's happening right now. You find Christ, man, in all kinds of situations from issues of injustice, right? Issues when, um, um, you know, the Pharisees were snapping on him about certain things. And he said, okay, this is how you say this. And you say this. And he, and then they, they, they would want to pick up stones to throw, throw at him and issues of, of, uh, of, 
healing people and issues of, of understanding what it really means to have a relationship with God. God is all about that intimate relationship, man. And, and the fact that, uh, that relationship can't be done outside of touching and connecting and experiencing it, um, um, is important is, is, is real. I mean, we have, uh, in the African-American tradition, right? Churches and pastors who are untouchable per se, right? Or they, they, they become having, they got armor bears, you know, um, if you have an armor bear, that's foul. I'm just gonna tell you right now, it, lead the church. The armor bear, I just, just not the armor bear is for a king. Like a king has armor bear because he, he he's a war. Grab the gear. Uh, priests didn't have armor bear. You know they they had they had scribes, right? So in the context of of that whole philosophy, again, it keeps people us and them, us and them, us and them. Um, so I say all that in, in light of. How many more things can we, will we put in front of the gospel to block people from touching the person of, of Christ in, in, that, in that real way, right? The, the fact that uh, you see um, Thomas, and I've said this time and time again, right, was with Jesus. He was a realist to me. And Thomas, when John chapter 11, when they say, hey, you got to go back to see Lazarus, your boy's, your boy's uh, dead or, or something going on with him. He said, no, nah, we're going to go in a minute. They go later, like four days after that. And Thomas said, we're going back to Jerusalem? No, we just got stoned out of there. He said, let's go and die with him. I mean, Thomas was a realist, right? Let's go and die with him. And then Christ dies and rises from the grave. And Thomas only wants to, I ain't going to believe, nay word, none of y'all, until I can touch him, right? And he touches him. Christ comes in the crib, no windows open, no doors open. Yo, and he gets on his knees. And the scriptures say, Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And Christ didn't diss him because of his relationship with Thomas. He said, yo, you believe because you can touch there could be some who believe who ain't even seen and touched. He doesn't say, how dareth thou? We ate dinner with thou. We I healed your cousin who had that one thing on his head. I mean, he don't do, he don't put the man on front street, don't diss him. He's like, yo, you believe because you can touch other believes who won't? Man, so he, he, and so I say that level of relationship God wants with us, man. And even when we talked about mental health, I think the disconnect oftentimes because people have maybe diluted the fact that Man, God doesn't want all of my ugliness. Can he can he can he really take that? Mm-hmm. There ain't nothing. God ain't shook by nothing. God, God was there when you was doing it. <laughs> what you mean? When you went to the strip club, um, God was right there. You know, the money he gave you at the job and you threw it out to the lady with the big booty, God was right there. So I'm saying there's nothing that's gonna shame God to 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 be in that intimate relationship with you. And you can see that in an example of the disciples he hung with. Them scallywag mug, they was they was just. But then your regular guys we, that we see and work with to this right, and, I, and I'm saying that because it hurts me when the gospel is overchurched and it's untouchable. It hurts me when this love that this Christ came and died on the cross and dealt with all the stuff we dealt with, and we override that with, I don't know, man. I don't I, no live this thing out. As a matter of fact, do what you know how to do right now. I mean, um, your 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 boy, um, the great theologian from Germany who came over and, and, and saw what was happening with civil rights movement. Um, um, oh, Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer. He said this in, in, in the book on discipleship, right? In community, he was like, look, you don't got to know everything in the Bible, but the parts you do know, just work on that part. Right. Just do that right. part. Right. <laughs> you got to pray, just keep praying. And then you'll go from praying to connecting intimately. With, I mean, I, I love that, right? Let the gospel be felt in our in a in, in our humanity, folks bug out all the time. I'm on the street, they cussing. Sorry, Pastor Phil. Sorry, Pastor Phil. Yo, I may I may cuss back at you in a minute. Like like, but it's 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 like yeah. it's like they're some kind of unwritten code to be something other than yourself, uh, and that's not how God wanted us to be. God wants us to be 
What I love, you said something in the first session, section, Phil, that I thought like really connects to what you're saying now. And it was like, people believe that if you put anything in front of the word gospel, then that makes it not the gospel anymore. But I think when you really think about it in the context of uh, incarnation or living it out or however you want to say it, um, the real deal is, is that you have to put something in front of it in order for it to be good news to all people, right? right. So when I say your know, social gospel, of course the gospel has social influence. Right. If I say liberation gospel, of course the gospel liberates, yes. right? Like, you know, yes. so I like I think that what we have to recognize is all we're doing is pinpointing what the gospel is doing in that moment, right? right. We're not trying to separate the gospel as if that's a totally different mm. thing. That's we're good. saying no. Yes, we want to mark off in the store where it is you find this part of the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you know, kind of like going to a supermarket where in the aisles, it's like the bread's here, right? It's still a grocery, but this right. is where you get the bread from, right? Right. So our idea, I think we need to understand that the gospel is, it is everything. That's why it's the power of salvation to anyone who believes, right? right? Because depending on anyone. what you need at the moment, the gospel will be that. It is good news to everyone. And yeah. so if we try to cookie cutter what good news is, we're actually missing out on what the power of the gospel actually is. You right. don't have to change it. When right. you tell the truth and live out the truth of the gospel, it will be good news to whatever a person needs. Exactly. And that's what I believe. I mean, I, I spoke at a church. I spoke at an outdoor thing, whatever. Gave an invitation, gave an invitation. Dude came up, roughneck, Puerto Rican cat. And and they let you know they take them in the pack and break the you know spiritual law for spiritual law, break that. Did anybody and then somebody got a mic? Does anybody want to share what God done to you tonight? This dude gets up there. Hey, Jesus is real. Beep, 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 mm-hmm. beep, beep. I'm gonna tell all y'all boop boop in the back. We just smoking weed. Get y'all boop 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 up here and cut and get this Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was loving it's real. it. It's real. It was real for him. He didn't take it out of the context, he kept it in the context of where he was at, man, because he knew. This relationship is with God is going to take me like I am now. Mm-hmm. He's going to take all of me, man. And so we got to live in that in that space, man. And, and I think the more that it, that it, that it's lived out in in, in 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 real tangible tangible ways, you will find the 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 comfortableness of I guess it's the right word or the the the, the access to, to to God won't be hindered by that. Like, man, I just I mean, I remember one time. In my in my challenging time with my wife, I was separated from from Kim for nine months, and this situation happened with this one person. And I could not forgive myself. I mean, God brought Kim and I back together. But I was like, "Yo, it took me a year for me to even believe that God would even forgive me in this in this space, right? Because of this all this churchianity That's stuff. Right. That's right. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I can't. I and I'm and then I accepted call of ministry, and I was still dealing with that. Mm. It was still heavy. In my no, God is. I can't, I can't do it. It, it. it messed me up. You know what I'm saying? And I just, we want to, we want to talk about how relevant, how relevant the gospel is so that people can be free yes. in that space, right? Yes. Perfect love casts, uh, you know, cast out fear. That's right? it. That's the reality. God is love. First John 4, 8, we, God is love, right? That's and it. as that love is a verb, action, it requires and demands us to live it out and to be real and authentic in that space. You're listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, CSXM 154. Come right back. We got more in store. Welcome back, Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, CSXM. We're about that life. We're talking about band questions, and today we're talking about 
is the gospel relevant? We've talked about in the first part of the show the what is the gospel? The death, the burial, and the resurrection. Well, I say the death, the life, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? That Christ lived amongst us. In the second part of our show, we talked about the gospel is relevant because it's a relationship with Christ and it's got to be interwoven with the facets of everyday situations of people that, that, that we live in, right? Now we want to talk about it as it relates to hip hop and, and, and artist rap because, you know, you find the journey of Christian hip hop, right? From D-Boy Rodriguez back in the day to gospel gangsters, um, the plethora of gaps between what, what culture is being raised up by Christian hip hop artists, right? You got some artists who rhyme and have rhymed hard nosed gospel. This is it. Like my, like my, my evangelism days are talking about if you die today, you go to heaven to be with the Lord, that kind of a fear-based kind of a, a gospel and theology and, and it's welcome and it's engaged and it's fun. And, but then when things happen in people's lives, right? Situations happen, whether it's an artist's life or your life, there's no grace that's experienced in the midst of that. Like those, the culture of people didn't, ex- didn't understand grace and they bashing everybody. They going hard on people. Right. But is that the same gospel? Is that the same gospel? Is the gospel not big enough to handle both those who may be rigid in their faith? And the gospel is big enough to handle those who may be like, we got to live this thing out and see the totality, the holistic, lived out faith of the gospel in, in that way. If the gospel is real, it's going to be real when all hell hits the fan, or and it's going to be real when everything's sunny and rosy in the, in, in the same time. So so uh, are we raising up our, our, our Christian hip-hop artists, raising up a generation that's only seen one way of the gospel? As we talk about the gospel being relevant. I mean, sometimes maybe the first first point of reference of some cats, maybe like, what is, who is that? You know, rapper, Christian rappers, what? And all of a sudden, either they're going to embrace a rigid, I mean, what, what are we raising up in, in Christian hip-hop yeah. from, from what you guys understand and know and even some of the history? Yeah, I, I mean, been around Christian hip-hop for a minute, you know, and, um, you know, as somebody who came out of like, I was a hardcore, just hip hop head. Right. Literally right. thought I had to give up hip hop when I came to know the Lord. And then the Lord showed me like, no, I'm the Lord of hip hop as well. And like drew me back to him through the culture I loved. It's like, for me, it was really important for me that the hip hop that I listened to when I first got like saved and like really walking with the Lord was really edifying for my soul. Cause I had been poured into by you know, some artists that was creative and dope and all that, but we're not living Christian values. But as I grew, right, and as I started getting into ministry and I started working in the context in which I work in, I needed music that not only spoke to, like, edifying me for growing in the faith. I needed more than just, like, scripture, like, scripturally based and exegetical, deep, like, that's what I needed at first, right? I, I'm not gonna lie, I got discipled by Christian hip hop. Yeah, my early rap groups, like they, I learned all about how to read the Bible and what the tenets right. of the faith were and all of that from Christian right. hip hop. And I'm thankful for that, right? Man, man. But when it was time for us to now like use it to get the attention of people or to like yeah. be a voice that they could hear it speaking in their language, yeah, they, they couldn't understand what it was talking about because it wasn't right. speaking their language at all, right? And so I think. There needs to be a balance. That's always my thing, right? Like, in order for the gospel to be preached, this is why good news has to be understood as the center of gospel. 
Because yeah. that means the same thing with hip hop. That means that sometimes we need cats who just rhyming about what they see on the street, yeah. how God is still engaged in that, and God gonna yeah. walk with you no matter what choices you make. And like we need that, and we need folks who are gonna like okay, once they get saved and they need to grow in the Lord, like hey, you to listen to this man because now they're gonna help you with your faith and help you grow and get the right. tennis, you know, and all that. And you need folks who growing up and not talking about what it means to be a father and a husband and a right. wife and a mother right. and yeah. like. Growing in your faith, you know what I mean? One of my favorite songs, Show Baraka's song, Peter Pan, where he talked about <laughs> hip-hop not growing up. He like, hip-hop, you're close to 50. When can we grow up? And he right, talking about like right. how hip-hop is like Peter Pan. Like, it just never grows up, right? Like, you got to continually <laughs> be whatever the, the culture is saying you should be now versus like talking about like, man, I'm a father. You know, I'm, I got kids now. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to be a good husband. So I just feel like we need a balance of all of that. And hip hop, and there's artists that do that, and we need to right. not pit them against each other. Like this artist got to be like that, or this artist yeah, got to be like yeah, that. We need yeah, everybody. Like church, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah, what I mean. Think, man. I mean, so you think of it this way, and I'm going to let you uh, get, get your thoughts. In, uh, T, you're a youth pastor. You're trying to get kids to understand the gospel, love, love the Lord. They're going through all kind of stuff. They got situ- situations that they dealing with kids stuff, right? You bring in some 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 music, and you want to play it. I wonder if Christian rap artists are thinking along those lines. Like that kid that you're going to play, it may all start with a youth group. We'll just say right. it may start with a youth group. It may start at a Christian camp. Um, it, it, is that kid going to be like, yo, man, this is, and I'm not saying they got to be listening to it. And all of a sudden I'm going to abandon um, all, all hip hop, but it's like, wait a minute, man, that's real. I'm, you know, living with your mama and your mama, this, ah, or whatever. And like, but there's hope. In, and all of a sudden it's like, um, I, I can't tell you the rest of those lines. That's on the whole album ain't released yet. But being able to have a way in which they're thinking about that when they're in the studio to be like, okay, how does this text come alive right now for me and right now in situation? And, so, and sometimes in earlier days in Christian hip hop, early days, some cats weren't even doing like ministry. Like they weren't involved in ministry. So you, you couldn't flush out what you were just saying. It was just like, you went right from, I got excited by the Lord. I, I'm, I'm ministering already. Or, and you go right into theology and in, 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 in that. And, and, you know, and again, it had its place, but it was like not complete enough, not, That's not right. as complete as, right. as, as I would want it. Uh, Ruckus. Yeah. You know, it, talking about this part reminds me when I preached my first sermon in seminary, some about five years ago. Man, people and, still run around with the Holy Ghost running. They still, I, I'm trying to catch them now. They run down. Arguing with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, I remember that sermon. Right now. <laughs> you know, and, and so I preached my first sermon. I preached about foundation how having a foundation with Christ was the most, with, with God, and, and it was the most important thing to our Christian walk. And if you didn't have a good foundation, that everything else can just fall apart, right? And so I, I sent it out to a couple of uh, other rappers who wanted to hear it. And, and a couple of them come back to me and they're like, did you lead them? You didn't, you, you didn't, you didn't lead them back to Christ. You didn't ask the people, you know, uh, who's a sinner and do they want to accept Jesus Christ? I said, man, I had 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I had a 15 minutes. This was for class. Right. So it frustrated me because it's with that same frustration that I have with with with, with rappers around the music that they put out, you know, right. uh, work with a bunch of them. And it's kind of the same thing that you and Jay were just talking about. A lot of the rappers that I would listen to, I would hear these same messages, Jesus, 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 yeah. which is great. And then they say, this is for the streets. What streets? <laughs> what streets? Because yeah. no, if, if I'm speaking the truth, 
when I was when I when I was growing up and in, in, in my early late elementary early high school days, I wasn't letting people. I had two different worlds. I had my church world and I had my street world, and I did not let the two collide or mix together. And I didn't let my 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 worldly world know that I was listening to DC talk or or T Bone, right? Because <laughs> while that was good, that music was good enough and it sounded good enough for the church. It did not sound good enough for the streets. And so it, I, I would be laughed at. I'd, I'd be looked at and they'd be like, what is this, bro? What, you know, what is this music? Heaven bound. Right. Don't you know we're heaven bound? You know what I'm saying? I can't be on the street corner talking about Jesus is still all right with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right, right. With, with, with some weed in my head, talking about you want some weed, bro. You know, it just didn't sound, it didn't sound like the worldly music. And so here it is. You know, years later, I get back in, into church and I start DJing Christian hip hop and I'm, I'm going through the same exact thing. But now I'm a different person, but I'm watching the same thing happen to the other people. And it's just like, man, I can't take your CD and give this to the kid on the corner where he's right. going to feel confident. Like, tell him how you got there. Tell him how you stood on that on that corner on the south side or the west side or the north side of Chicago doing things you weren't supposed to do. Right. And, right. and, and your life, what your life was like, but God came and saved you. Yeah. Right. yeah. Tell them why you did those things. Talk right. about why you were angry or what, what you were missing that led you there because that's the connection. Right. You need that connection, right. build the bridge, build the connection, lead them to Christ. Yeah. But I mean, I, go no, that's good. No, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. I mean, when you look at um, you know Christian hip hop is in in well, uh, you you you're a rapper who happens to be a Christ who, who's a Christian. That, that that's a, a, follow, a Christ follower. You, right. you you should enjoy the art as a Christ follower, like like Pod Paid on Death. They they we are we are <laughs> of the nation. They 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 all banging, but they love the Lord, but 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 their music is real and relevant. So I think to me, I want to see artists rhyme and not give all the answers let's right. let me think let me, let me oh wow that is relevant but i ain't never thought about it from that angle right so that i'm not memorizing what you say and then when i get challenged on that in real life i don't know really what no because that was your faith yeah. right how you how you figure jesus yeah. didn't even give everybody all the answers so exactly. hit him with a parable exactly. hit him with a parable yeah <laughs> right so right let me ask y'all this what is the what do y'all think is one of the hottest christian songs out now or yeah. you mean a- now Right, right. Within now. the past, within the past three to four years, that the second world even loves. I mean, I mean, Lecrae stuff got got some great love, and I love Lecrae's uh, uh, Anomaly album. I mean, yeah. I, I, love, I love his I love his other albums too, and, and its relevancy in that era, in that particular time. But the Anomaly album, and that yeah. was that was that was it. I don't know what song. I mean. All right, let's see. Jay, you, you figured it out? You saying Christian or like hip-hop, which is Christian? Generally? It's a Christian rapper. Christian rapper. Christian mm-hmm. rapper, everybody playing this song. You talking about, do they call DMX a Christian rapper? Is that what you're talking about? No. <laughs> What's, the song? What's the song? No, I'm coming in hot. Oh, Danny think Video, of, yeah. Think about, all, think about all of the people you see still using that yeah. song in their TikTok videos. Yeah, yeah. And heck, the Kardashians used it. Yeah, you know, right, right. That big code, too. He, here, here's Andy Minio, 
who makes who just wants to make a fun song. The man loves the Lord. He's a Christian. Yeah. He follows Christ. He he shouts one one six. Yeah, you know, nonstop. Right, 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 but he makes right, this song. Right. I'm coming in hot, and now right. he got all these people using his song, and he's a Christian man. So you know what that does? That builds the bridge. It opens the door. Man, yeah. who's this dude? Let me yeah. check out some more of his music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so all these years of ministry, man, working with hip hop and Christian hip hop back in the day, man, you you could see the 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 evolving of different things like that. And just like just like, I mean, Christian hip hop is so slow behind. Uh, you know, um, I don't even want to say Christian hip hop. I want to say hip hip hop. Uh, where where Christian artists are rhyming has been a lot slower than than traditional hip hop. We would say in that in that mm-hmm. country, right? Where um, there's been a need to be safe. Because yeah. being safe and saying the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and giving scriptures to everything I'm saying is going to make sure that I'm going to that my music is going to be safe. Now, whether it's going to be played, because we've always talked about what maybe it's not supposed to be at the multi-platinum kind of pieces like right. that. But it's supposed to be effective and platinum into the streets, into the world. But mm-hmm. then you find like it shifting when um when like 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 a, a group called POD, right? It used to call Preach, uh, uh, not P.O.D., uh, Preachers in Disguise, P.I.D., right? They came out with an album called Violent Playground. That album was so cold. Fred Lynch, shout out to Fred Lynch and his brother and others who were on the album. They had so many great, but their beats was like grimy and the lyrics were cold. I mean, they had a song called Good Times, Kicking Back in the Day. Had nothing to say about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but it was a fun song, like Andy Minio's song. It was a fun song. It was talking yeah. about, you know, Saturday morning, Super Friends, Wonder Twin, Daffy and Wiley, Fat Albert and his bunch. With a big bowl of Captain Crunch, I was in heaven. Man, I still remember at the age of 11, I bought my first album, Parliament, and I was too proud to find it. It was nothing about the gospel, but it was so fun to listen to. It was so hip-hop. I was like, yo, this is it. That album began to change how artists began to do music. T-Bone came out with an album. Uh, it was Lyrical Assassin, but then he came out with another album, and he was harder. The beats were colder. The lyrics were, he was going back to the body, the body, and he was talking about various things like that. Gospel mm-hmm. Gangsters came out, and they was using the N-word in every song. And yeah. the, church, the church was bugging. The church was bugging. We had the Gospel Gangsters here at Lawndale two years in a row. I mean, it was crazy. And it was like, yo, and the guys I'm working with, and you've been there, this is real, Pastor Phil. This is just what I'm talking about. Man, they, oh, they say this in the church. I mean, give me my album. Now we can to be, I ain't saying artists got to go that far, but if that's your thing, then go that far. I ain't saying everybody got, everybody got a thing, but it began to be, they had a song called Tears of a Black Man. They were talking about real issues. So I'm saying, they, and all of a sudden you begin to see a tipping in, 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 that, in that world. People were taking chances and risks on whether it's going to sell or not, but here's what I got to say. And, and all I'm saying is we have to be relevant and the gospel is alive and it's sharper yes. than any truth story, the gospel, the scripture. And so we got to be relevant in that way. We can't just rhyme to an audience that makes us comfortable. The gospel's not comfortable. You know what I'm right. saying? So crisis didn't make people feel comfortable, <laughs> right? right. So we've got to be just that relevant. So I'm nudging artists, man. I mean, relook at the verse. How is little Raekwon, just got kicked out of school, living in a single-parent household, older brother selling dope, going to make relevant of your of what you're about to say right there? You know what I'm saying? How's a single-parent mom going to hear that in the car and and, and be fed and encourage her uh, as she's raising this family? Like, like how's that going to happen, man? How's that going to be potent? Because I think if that's, a, as we talk about, you know, this show, you know, Church on the Block, we talk about the block, we talk about the church being relevant to that incarnational world. We got to have artists who, who, who rock that way, you know, who rock that way. You know what I'm saying? Even the opening song we use, right? You know, if you see God and you happen to speak, tell him it's crazy, crazy in, in these streets. streets. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? That the irony of all of that together is crazy, right? So anyway, I'm just adamant about the fact that we've got to have a bold revisiting of this gospel that we love, the Savior that we love and fell in love with is relational to the people we are trying to bring light to. Time to drop bars. Let me tell you about this one situation, this military battle that was going on. In the military, they have a land called no man's land, and no men will go through there because each battle, each each military uh, uh, set is saying, don't cross that boundary. You're going to get shot. We're going to keep that land right there. No man's land. Well, one time, a lieutenant said, nobody go across. We stop. In this moment of peace, nobody's shooting. This friend of this guy, close friend, said, I got to go out here. And he went out to start something and start fighting again. And, he, and the lieutenant was like, don't go, don't go. And he went. Well, he got killed. He got shot. He's on the ground. They're like, man, this guy's there. We we can't go get him because the next person go is going to die. Well, the man had a close, the, the, the close friend was like, yo, I got to go get my boy. He said, don't do it. I'm going to lose both of you. And the man, the lieutenant turned his head and his friend took off. His, his, his sergeant, his old soldier took off, grabbed his friend. While he grabbed his friend, the other enemy side started shooting him, lit him up, shot him down. He made it to the other side, barely. And the lieutenant's like, why did you do it? Now I lost two men. Why did you do it? Like, like I, I needed you. And he, he said, was it worth it? Was it worth it for you to go get your friend? He said, yeah, because when I got there, he said, I knew you were coming. You know, that's the gospel. The gospel is Christ is coming. Christ came. He came to earth from, from, from heaven to earth. He came after us because we are shot. We're wounded. We're hurt. We're messed up. And Christ says, I know the situation. I know the way. And I'm not intimidated to come at you. The gospel is relevant as we recognize uh, its power in our own lives daily. Let's live that out and express that in the lives of others. Yo, this is Church on the Block. Pastor Phil, DJ Ruckus, Pastor Jay, every Sunday, 9 a.m. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Back here next week, same time, same channel, Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM Channel 154. Come with us. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy.